0: jcastnetwork.org. This week, the daily daf is being led by Rabbi Jill Jacobs, the Executive Director of Rabbis for Human Rights North America.
1: This daf is mostly taken up with a fanciful description of the magical moment at Har Sinai when the people received Torah. According to the rabbis, this was a life or death moment, not only for the Jewish people, but also for the world. The rabbis imagine that at the moment, that God said to the people, do you want to accept Torah? That God held a mountain, God held Mount Sinai over their head and said to them, if you accept Torah, that's great. If not, this is going to be your grave. So it was a choice to accept Torah, but it wasn't a choice between accepting Torah and going about their lives without Torah. It was a choice between life and death. Now, of course, the rabbis do come back and say that the Jewish people did eventually accept Torah out of their own volition but that that didn't happen until the time of Esther when the Jews it says agreed that they were going to accept Torah again so from the whole time from the time of Matan Torah through the book of Esther according to the rabbis the Jews weren't deciding between Torah and not Torah they had decided between life with Torah and death and it wasn't just a life or death decision for the Jewish people but in fact it was a life-or-death moment for the world. The rabbis also imagined that at the moment of Maaseh Breshit, of creation, that God made a deal with the world and said, if in the future the Jews accept Torah, that's great. If not, I'm going to undo all of creation and return the world to Tohu Vavohu, to chaos. And so we can imagine the entire world, the mountains and the seas and the sun and the moon and everything, standing, listening to see what the Jews would do at Mount Sinai, and quivering, worrying that perhaps their time was up, perhaps the world was over, perhaps God was going to return everything to tohu vaVohu, The rabbis offer a few other examples in which they imagine Matan Torah being a life or death situation. They say, for example, that at the moment that the Jews said we will do and we will hear, that 600,000 angels, one for every single person, came and tied two crowns on each person. One for Nasa, we will do, and one for Nishma, we will hear. And then, when the people sinned by making the golden calf, that twice that number of angels came and removed all these crowns. Now, the people didn't get the crowns back. We haven't gotten them back. But there's a promise here that in the future, when the world is redeemed, that God again will return these crowns to us. So there was a moment at Mount Tantara where we got divine crowns, where perhaps we glimpsed immortality, we glimpsed what it might be like to be a little farther from earth and a little closer to divinity. And then of course with the sin we came back to earth and lost this direct access to divinity. But there's a promise that in the future with the redemption that these crowns, these divine crowns, will be returned to us. The rabbis also imagine that after every single divine utterance at Har Sinai that all of the people's souls left them and God restored them that is that the people kept dying and living over and over. Their souls jumped out of them every time God spoke, and then God had to put their souls back in their bodies so that God could say the next word, and the souls would jump out again, etc., etc. Of course, at the end, the people escaped with their lives, with their souls intact, and having heard all of these utterances. The rabbis also imagined that, After each utterance, the people jumped back miles and miles, and the angels had to pick them up and put them back at Mount Sinai so they would have a chance to receive Torah, to finish receiving Torah, and to finish claiming life. One of the most telling lines of the daf, the rabbis compare divrei Torah to governors, to political leaders, and it says they can either kill or they can keep alive. There's this power in the words of Torah either to cause death or to cause life. They say that for those who believe Torah causes life, and for those who don't, who reject it, that Torah can be poisonous. So it's not just accepting Torah, or not accepting Torah in the moment of Matan Torah that offers a choice between life and death, but actually every single time we engage with Torah, we have the choice of choosing life or death. The Torah gives us the tools to negotiate with the world. The Torah gives us the tools to figure out how we're going to live our lives, whether we're going to create a just world, or create injustice, but the Torah applied inappropriately also gives us the tools to create a dangerous world. We certainly know instances of people taking laws out of context or interpreting laws in such a way to cause pain to other people, to cause suffering to other people. There's ways to take the laws of Torah to oppress people, but instead we have the choice to choose life to make sure that when we accept Torah in every single moment we're accepting it in a way that causes life in the world that allows everybody to live, that allows us to create a world of justice in which we don't use what seem to be divine words as a way of oppressing other people as a way of sowing pain and perhaps even as a way of, of causing death. So in every moment it's as if God is hanging a mountain over our head. It's as if God is saying, do you want the world to be like it is now, or do you want tohu Vavohu? do you want chaos? In our choice, every time we encounter Torah, every time we interpret Torah, every time we live our lives in in accordance with Torah, the challenge for us is to say, yes, we're going to choose life. That's the way that we're going to accept Torah. We're not going to choose death.
0: I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.